Did I say that? Are you just saying that? Are you saying that? Huh? What are you saying? What? What? Who? Huh? What'd you say, buddy? Let's do it! Hey! <laughs> Post Row Podcast, back in the game. You're rocking with Jules Nuclear and Colin Moulton, baby. We are here. Episode 35. Wow. In the heezy? In wow. the heezy. Why do I say that anymore? I don't know. I don't know who said that. That's been a lot. Only people over 35 say that, I guess. Hey, down here. <laughs> <laughs> don't look at me. Don't even look Turn at me doing this. He's all crouched down on I'm the like, ground. Uh, I thought I'd put this mic on the ground and talk into it. I'm gonna, I'm gonna do a full down. squat. Uh, if you mind if I lay down? <laughs> I'm just inverted on the ground. <laughs> it's the inverted podcast inverted. with Jules Nuclear. Ooh. Jimmy Green. <laughs> Bet you want to see that, huh? Today we're going to talk about being first. We're going to talk about belts. And uh, we're going to talk about being poor. Being first and being poor. Being broke. Being broke now. And anyway, yeah, we'll get into it. But hey, thanks to the sponsors. Thank you to GJ. JJ SAV, Gracie hey. Jiu Jitsu Savannah, the best place in the world to train the best martial art in the world, under the best dude in the world, under the best guy in the world, uh, with, with the, the all the best people, people in the world, world. Yeah, yeah. and the best place in the world, and the, and the best smelling mats in the world. Yeah. Oh, yeah, they're clean. Yeah, they're clean, man. Yeah. Staff, staff wouldn't dare get yeah. into on those mats. I love that Shoshota. My favorite Shoshota Pequeno was the one about. I, I like it for you. The other guys want to. They take so much time. It spends so much energy. So, so much strength. Put the washer that ghee. It says so much energy washing your ghee. Oh shit! But I like this. The bacteria live in the ghee. He like a little teammate. Oh man. Oh yeah. He like teammate. Coach. It's coaching. Coaching. The bacteria. He like yeah. teammates. So like, uh, he 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 fight with you. You know. Uh, you 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 train with this guy. Give he me ha- strength. Strange, 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 strange. So you have this guy here. You train with him. He may be big, bad guy. He try to submit you. Maybe you tap. Look, I tap you this time, but but you got ringworm. So like, right? He's my teammate. So the ringworm is like a blue belt. Blue belt. Ringworm and uh, Mercer is brown belt. Mercer is a red belt. Yeah, oh, red belt. Staff is like a blacky belt. Wow, staff is Mercer. He like a red belt. So yeah, you don't have to uh, use so much energy. You could just use a little bitch energy. Little bitch energy. Little bitch. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that was my favorite. One. I always thought when you said little bitch, it sounds like you're French. Little bitch. Little bitch. Little bitch. Uh, energy. <laughs> energy. Or Italian? No, not French. Italian. Little bitch energy. You know, Portuguese and Italian sound similar. They really do. Yeah, they really do. They really do. Let's get this. Oh, let's go. fight another day. Do it, Johnny. Slap and bump before you play your ego. Just cause in, in the, the way. way. So if you wonder, and now we may hey, shout out to Johnny. Eat it, man. What? The wow. Jiu-Jitsu for life. Oh, my God. How many marriages have been destroyed by Jiu-Jitsu? Oh, my God. Because <laughs> he said that kind of like my other wife. I thought, yeah, yeah. until it's your only yeah, wife. Yeah, until it's your only wife. And you're just like, ah, sorry. Until so she's like, you know what? I can't deal with this anymore. You're always at Jiu-Jitsu. I can imagine what the uh, statistic for that is. I think <laughs> women feel bad about divorcing us because of Jiu-Jitsu. You know what, what do you mean? Mean? We're what like, do you mean? Well, I think it bothers them that we train so much, mm. and then that's always, not always, but a lot of times it's kind of an issue for a couple. You don't and, think uh, they're happy that we have a hobby? Well, see, that's that- that's the thing is, like, it's almost hard to, like, I think what happens is, oh, maybe, and I'm just joking, yeah. going off my own experience with this. So, <laughs> okay. my wife, uh, yeah, she was a jiu-jitsu widow for the first four years of jiu-jitsu. jiu yeah. widow. And, uh, <laughs> that's what we're calling Because it was constant, you know, yeah. and um, then we'd, like, go somewhere and we're in public, and if I ever saw anybody with a cauliflower ear or somebody who had ever heard Ooh. of jiu-jitsu, <laughs> so that's all we're talking them. about. <laughs> yeah, and then she's like, "Oh God, she get bored, you know." And then uh, she's like, oh, "I roll." Here we go. <laughs> Here we go again, again. And I'm not the only one. This is how it goes, you know, for guys. And, we, and, we, uh, we can all attest to this. Anyone that's dating. Yeah. So I feel like uh, women then <clears throat> maybe they. I, th- I think when we're not around and they're complaining to their friends or whatever, their friends are like, "Well." Yeah, but he's really fit, and then he's doing all this really close. It's hard for them to complain about it, so they don't, and then they just find other reasons to divorce us. 
what's me. Feet stink. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's a it's a battle, dude. Because like my wife has, I think, some sort of like kind of legitimate post traumatic stress from from, you, from, from me all the years of you training so much and Jeez. not and having it, and having it be a part of our relationship. Is it the like, absence? It's like ah, oh, you're not yeah, because it takes time, and she's not into it, so it's not yeah. part of what she's doing. I see, I see. And um, it can be a thing, you know. It's a whole world, and there's a whole community too. It's not like you. Right. It's not like you like crocheting and you're doing it by yourself. Right. You have a whole community that you talk to. Although like, maybe crocheting's like that. Yeah, for sure. For I sure. I don't know because I've never. Uh, Is but are they sweating together? You know, I think. I think. Well, it depends on if you're yeah. what kind of crocheting you're doing. <laughs> what? <laughs> Could you imagine? Yeah, right. It's like, it's, so it's like hardcore. Yeah, I, I think I. I think I hurt myself uh, doing crocheting earlier yeah i yeah i think i tore my rotator cuff crocheting because <laughs> uh, mildred cuff. and i were like going at it right we're both crocheting really fast yeah it was like really contest. hard yeah and she countered she was her counter crocheting was yeah. like crazy oh. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> i'm just yeah. imagining like an anime she's, she's you know you know working on dramatic it. it's like yeah. the music the angles she's been working on her counter crocheting yeah so so i was like uh top crocheting she was bottom crocheting and oh, then yeah, uh course, and yeah <laughs> and then uh she she fully like swept my she crochet. was just inverted oh on me. bro Oh, I could, didn't even see it coming, so yeah. my shoulder got Dang. tweaked, and I guess I should have just, you know, I shouldn't have just, I shouldn't have fought it. I should have gone with it more and let, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. You got wrapped gone up in around the yarn. her crochet yeah, power. Yeah, yeah, you got wrapped up in her crocheting. I got, I got, yeah, you got wrapped up. You got caught up. I got caught. Yeah, you, trying to force her to, to force, crochet yeah. a certain way, right? Yeah, you got to yield to win on the crochet. You got to like let things happen a little bit yeah, more. You, you know, can't you, force it. You got to let the crochet crochet. Yeah, you end up stabbed. Stabbed. <laughs> In with the one of the big crochet yeah, needles. Yeah, it's, it's in your eye, in your ear. <laughs> That's what it was he was the, talking oh, about. What? John Eden comes from the crochet school oh, of jiu-jitsu. <laughs> crochet counterbalance. Yeah, don't get stabbed. <laughs> don't get stabbed. <laughs> See, is that true? Well, you get stabbed by what? The crochet well, you get needle? Stabbed. That's Damn. in the song if you don't know what we're talking about. <laughs> you guys are lost. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man, we have a couple topics today. I'm pretty excited to we talk We do. My, my wife just texted me and said that my uh, kids have a... Uh, <sighs> Vaccine shots for the big COVID vaccine nice, on Thursday. Nice. So they're getting vaccinated because the schools are putting pressure on us. That's a trip. Yeah, yeah, hard pressure. Mm, right I saw now. a shirt that said, uh, I'm not vaccinated, but I identify as a vaccinated person. That's funny. I was talking, you know, I was talking about that on stage, how like it's really weird. I did four shows over the weekend and uh, in Spokane. Great shows, really fun and uh, super loose, man. I was having a lot of fun. I mean, I wasn't very structured and sometimes it wasn't very funny, but I, but it was like uh, really fun for me. Honest, man. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I was just playing and uh, but I got to talking about COVID and how I felt about it and I was yeah. like, Man, you guys, I go, I, uh, I go, I'm, I'm, it's brought out the fraud in me. Cause like people are <laughs> like, are you vaccinated? Yeah, I'm vaccinated. <laughs> oh, you are? You lie. did that? And I'm like, nah, <laughs> nah, man, that's stupid, right? Nah, I wouldn't do that. I'm not getting the vaccine. And meanwhile, I did. So like, yeah, whatever. Whatever you think, that's fine. I just don't want to get into it. Like, yeah, why would right. I argue about it? I'm not you? talking about What's it. What's the point? <laughs> whatever you feel, I'm good right. with that. <laughs> have you ever had it? Yeah. Oh, you yeah. have? No. No. <laughs> in the same breath. <laughs> yeah. Same sentence before the period yeah. hits. <laughs> yeah. Yep. No. Nope. Yeah. Nope, yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh, I had it. I just had it. Uh, you know, how long ago? Shouldn't yeah. you be quarantined? Yeah, yeah it was. Uh, yeah, yeah. It was 15 days ago. So we're good. <laughs> exactly. Was it or was it 10? No, nah, it's 15. Nah, I don't 15, know. I lose count, 15. but we're good. CDC guidelines says 14, so I made it 15. Since my last test, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> yeah, know. whatever. Yeah, there's nobody knows even what they're talking about. They're like, well, you know, since first symptoms, yeah. and then I had the vaccine. So since first symptoms, and then the vaccine, then I got the test. And they're like, what, what, what are we talking about? Yeah, what's going no, I don't on? Know. I don't know. I'm just letting you know that I, I'm not going to wear a mask. That's do you want to know my vax status or not? I'm not going to wear a mask. <laughs> That's all. I'm just not going to wear a mask. <laughs> but now you're not. 
You're not going to wear a mask? No, sure. No, I will. I love wearing masks. Don't endanger public health. Whatever. Are you wearing a mask really? Yeah, I got it in my pocket. Yeah. Do you want me to wear it? Because I can't. I'm wearing a banana hammock. I'm wearing a mask on my genitals. Oh, man. I keep that pat pat masked up, baby. It's masked up. Yeah, because it breathes. Yeah. Yeah, it's. Yeah, you know, it's, it's do just like a weird thing. You know, people don't know how to feel around groups because you, you don't know how people are going to react. But there's a judgment, a fear of judgment. People don't want to get judged. We're doing some testing, some belt testing, and you uh, brought up a cool thing that Pedro talked about. Pedro Sowers, our, our ultimate uh, guru master Yoda. Yes. And, um, Completely connected to Helio Gracie, to Hicks and Gracie. Like, we, we just have a great lineage. He's a lot of people. Great, great, great family. Master. Yeah. Guy. Professor, professor, it was profound hanging out with him for a week in Brazil. What for, was that like? Oh my god, what's what he like? Because he seems really jovial and cool, but like, don't you feel like there's? I mean, there's gonna always be this like. There's there's this moment thing, like hey, you are Yoda. <laughs> you can't just like mess with him like you can a regular friend. I can tell you what he's one hundred percent genuine. There's nothing about him that's like he's trying to keep up an act. Or anything, he's just that way twenty four seven. Like every morning, he's got nothing to prove, right? Yeah, of course. Every morning, I mean, he already fought. He already paid his dues. You know, he is who he is. He you fought know? Mr. Utah. Yeah, for God's sakes, fought him, and he was way smaller than him, and and did his damn thing. And and actually, you know what? You don't think about when you watch those fights. And I was thinking about this when I watched it the last time because every once in a while I will watch that fight and be like, "This is the guy." Like yeah. this is the guy I was just talking with at the barbecue. And and uh, and, I, and I think about this. This isn't a time. When the, it wasn't clear that jujitsu was the dominant thing, no, these not guys at all. knew they were proving but they, it. But they were proving it. Yeah, they were they're actively proving, proving it. And, yeah. and this is the first video, so they didn't know. They didn't really know what was going to happen. What's going to come out of the woodwork when you say we'll fight anyone? Right. And then these guys show up and they're monsters, and you don't know where they're from. He, we know now in <laughs> hindsight that was Mister Utah right. or whatever. But this guy shows up. You don't know. This he could have been living in a giant in a yurt in Japan, studying some sort of crazy martial art yeah. for years. Plus, he's a giant. You right. don't know, and right. there he is on the mat, and you're you're Pedro. You're right. 145 pounds, and you're. There you hadn't like, been I'll all. Take it. There hadn't been all this data yet. You know what wow, I mean? Wow, man! It, it's, they just trained with them in Brazil. Right? They came to America. We're like, oh, I'm going to fight this big American guy. This this muscle, this bodybuilder. Like, so we what? watch this, and we watch these guys what? step on the mat with the Gracie brothers, or with the Pedro, or these guys in the in the Gracie Challenge videos, and we think, well, of course, okay, watch this dork. He's going to get his ass handed to him. Yeah. But these guys. You know, they had to be convinced that their jujitsu was going to work, but they hadn't seen these videos yet. <laughs> they didn't <laughs> right. know for sure that that was going to happen. They had to go fight the guy. Yeah, and I'm sure they fought guys in Brazil already too. You know, yes. maybe similar to guys like him. You know? Tell me about that. Do you know anything about Pedro? Uh, James had some stories, but like Pedro came up as kind of a hard, hard kid, right? Um, like he was fighting a lot, <laughs> fighting a lot. I mean, fighting a lot, and also just like kind of living a wild life, like a young wild dude. Just doing 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 his thing early, you know. It's funny. There was a guy at the camp who was um who, who was talking about Pedro. I almost just don't want to like tell all the stories and like you know like expose people too much or whatever. But just be honest and open. But like he was saying, how before Anne came along, Pedro was like like on fire, <laughs> uh? like just out there doing whatever the hell. He's like intense. like like he wasn't reined in yet. Uh, so like yeah, so yeah, like yeah, finally yeah. like being with Anne and his wife made like, him into like a yeah, yeah. family man and made a little in, more chill. Ma- made him into the Pedro that we know today. Okay. The, more, the, the, yeah. the professor, yeah. the teacher. Yeah, the more refined Pedro. The, the refined Pedro. Yeah, which is cool to think that maybe like someone that you find that you love as a partner who's willing to build with you can ultimately make you that man, you know, or woman, you know, and vice versa yeah. that you need to be based off of like who they are and what they can do for you. Yeah, I thought that was interesting. How they fit with you? Yeah, and, and what and, they bring? And and I felt like very connected to Pedro because he was saying how Pedro was very, uh, what's what's the word? Very uh, like almost like schizo, almost like uh, just 
scrambling, like scrambling, yeah. like you know, kind of like ADHD. Always had to be doing something. It was mm-hmm. like almost like just not focused. Something was missing for him. Yeah, yeah something was missing. Anne was missing. Yeah, yeah. Anne. So uh-huh. Anne came along and kind of reined it in. I feel for like him. A, as a young man, I was that way. I think a lot of young men are that way, where we're just yeah. like, go get it, go get that. What's yeah. that? What, just yeah. put yeah. it in front of me. Exactly. I don't care. The girls, this, that. Yeah. We're gonna go. We're just and we go hard at it. Let's go conquer, conquer something. Yeah, we're yeah. conquerors. Hey, man, that's in our DNA to do. Oh yeah, for sure. Till someone conquers us, and then we're like, okay, oh, alright, settle down. Humble, humble, humble. Taste of my own medicine. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that sucks getting conquered. But it was cool waking up and eating breakfast with him every day and breaking bread. I think just a part of my Brazil trip, just so you guys know, like being in Brazil and eating breakfast and lunch with a group of people every day, something about that is very healing for your soul. You know what I mean? I think in this lifestyle we live, especially in the West, you know, if you don't have a big family, you're not, you're not around a bunch of people all the time. You wake up and you eat breakfast, you might go get some coffee and then you carry on about your day and you go to work. You know what I mean? But to wake up with like maybe 20 people in a room and we ate at the table that Elio Gracie and his family ate at. That's so cool. And Pedro sitting at the head of it. James is like right next to him and Alden was always always trying to get the seat next to Pedro. <laughs> Freaking Alden. Yeah, of course. <laughs> of course, it was, it was good. And I just alternated between tables. Like I didn't really care much, but I was I, I did try to sit at Elio Gracie's table for the most part. It's pretty neat, man. Yeah, it's cool. It's funny because Helsin was uh, it like hand hewn wood, and it still had bite marks in it, or, like, or what? <laughs> no, it was actually clean. I, I can't even tell you uh, much about the table right now, but it's, it was very, very like refurbished. Like, refurbished. oh, okay, yeah. okay, it wasn't like old and rustic. That's <laughs> 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 <I> imagine <laughs> bite marks in it. <laughs> Wait a minute, why? Why was this Elio's uh, table? So, so did he buy Elio's yes, house? He actually, he actually bought a lot of furniture from Elio. Oh, that's yeah. what it was. Okay, okay. He, he actually has Elio's bed in one of the guest rooms. Oh. Trippy. Yeah, so like he has his bed and and the mattress. I asked him, I was like, "Is, the, is that the mattress too, or do you have a new mattress?" He's like, "No, that's the mattress nah! and the bed frames." I'm like, "Damn, people are sleeping what? in Elio Gracie's bed." That's like, trippy. so so Helson actually is really mad at Pedro because he's like, "Oh, you bought all my father's stuff. Oh, you bought my father's stuff. I didn't get it." Da, da, da. Mad at oh, mad at Pedro. A little bit of drama. Yeah, it's like a little bit, but it's like he grew up with those guys, though, right? Yeah. Yeah. So so there's they're like brothers in a way. Like I don't know if you grew up with. If you have dudes you grew up with, yeah, of course, yeah, and like you're brothers. real close with them, yeah, and uh, there's going to be those kind of little things. I can imagine buying my best friend's like fathers, yeah. Equi- yeah. like I don't know, yeah, right, right, yeah. M- musical equipment or something, everything, or, yeah, whatever. <laughs> I mean, I, I have, uh, I have this this family that I grew up with, the Hansons, and they're really good dudes and um, and girls, and they're just good people, and. Um, their stepdad I actually put a picture on Instagram recently really? of their stepdad who I kind of so he was a huge influence on me and um so anyway I I'm not genetically you know a brother of theirs yeah. but um but I'm uh connected to them in a really close deep way mm-hmm. and so you know there's sentimental yeah um there's sentimentality and 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 like I have a they have a their stepdad had a role in my life you yeah. know what I mean yeah, as oh, yeah. a as a father figure I didn't have like you we didn't have father figures so we yeah. we found him right? found we always find, always yeah. looking for him yeah. so when I was like uh, thirteen maybe I think or fourteen or something I maybe thirteen I started hanging out with those guys fourteen mm-hmm. and um and and Kenny Kenneth Wayne taking care of was a Native American dude uh, half Sioux half Chippewa and uh, and so he taught me how to do like uh, fire be a firekeeper at sweat ceremonies and stuff like that. Yeah. So I learned Native American religion from him. And that's kind of the only religion I ever that's, had. That's really him. cool. Yeah. It's, it's very cool because it's always kind of informed my love for Buddhism and different things. Cause the relationship, uh, that, um, uh, n- that Native American religion has, you know, yeah. to, um, 
to those kind of uh, to Eastern religions. It has an interesting yeah. similarity, but. I've anyway, never, I've never but, the, but the point that is that, like, I, I felt funny posting about, you know, this is like a father figure to me because I, I saw him recently and when I was in Oregon and hung out with him and uh, I didn't like cross post with the Hanson brothers or anything like that. But I yeah. felt like I hope they're not offended and think I'm like, you know, you know what I mean? Trying like, that's not my dad. They're right. my stepdad. That's theirs. Right. Trying to but, own, trying to own but that. He had a huge, yeah. But I, when I got there and I hung out with him, I realized the deep connection. Mm-hmm. And then when he was talking to me and stuff, I was like, I was really emotional during and after because of all the memories we had together I've forgotten mm-hmm. you know and, yeah. and and his guidance I was always looking to him for guidance yeah. and whether or not he knew it he was a you know I think he was a, a reluctant you know uh, father figure for sure at the time <laughs> he was trying to do his own thing but he right. was bold enough to step up and do what he needed to and, yeah just to acknowledge that someone I mean needs, he, someone he helped you yeah, yeah he helped me accountable for some stuff a couple times and like stepped up like a dad would and yeah yeah and then nobody had ever done that that's funny I feel that way about James <laughs> do you yeah he's, wow he just looked out for me and stepped up in ways you know that's that nobody had done and yeah. that that takes courage right and 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 takes time and effort out of their life and it's and it's a risk for them so it's a real sacrifice yeah, to be is. a father figure and when somebody does it take it seriously man and yeah. have reverence for it yeah for sure and it's hard to be a father figure especially when like maybe the person that you're I don't know, parenting or guiding is like straying in ways and that maybe it frustrates you and you still have to like trust and stay committed on that path to helping them and guiding them regardless of their falls and their follies, you know? Yeah. I think that's like the hardest part about even being a parent. You know what I mean? Like it's probably easier with your own kid because you're like, this is my DNA. I want to make sure that he or she is right. But like if it's someone that you're just guiding, you're a guardian for them or you decided to take them up under your wing, you know, if if they fuck up one time, you know you're liable to just be like you know what, fuck easier this kid. to cut them it's loose. Easier to cut them loose, way mm-hmm. easier. But as you're, if it's your own DNA, you're like, well, one, I'm obligated by the state to take care of you, <laughs> you know. But yeah. and, and but two, also you don't want to be that guy. But you don't want to be that guy who's like, God, I let him go. So I think that James, even though like there's plenty of times in my life where I'm like, dang, maybe everybody should have given up on me. Maybe that's my own insecurity. He's never done that. You know what I mean? So that's yeah. that's something I really love about him. He's always looked out, and you know, I feel the same way about you. you know? Oh yeah, wow. He, there's so many times where I'm like, man, maybe someone should give up on me. But that's but that's my like own like inner child like feeling unworthy of yeah. that love that's like easy for me to even like go give up on myself in that sense. Maybe, yeah. And maybe. also it feels less it feels like less pressure if yeah. people would just leave you alone and let you mess right. up on your own. Right, right. You're like, oh, okay, you're like, I don't need that accountability. Loose, yeah, just not cut me loose. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I yeah. don't want this accountability. Right. <laughs> I don't need that accountability. Yeah. <laughs> Stop Here trying to hold me accountable. You're staying in the pocket with me, right. and, then, and then now I got to succeed again. Like, I got to keep fighting through this. I got to succeed. Yeah, dude. Let me, yeah. yeah you want me to I'm win? Play video games and smoke pot and hang out. I'm, like, trying, to, I'm trying to take these L's, but. <laughs> uh-huh. Right? <laughs> yeah, that's, it's funny because that can take us right into like the first belt. Okay, yeah. In the white belt. Let's talk about these belts. It so can Pedro take us has right a, into it. Man, look at you segue. Uh, belts. <laughs> uh, you you texted it to me, right? Let I me did. look at it. But I remember it though. It's um Yeah, say so, it. So, so it's so white belt, it's learn to lose. So this these are the per, these are the um, kind of the what slogan behind each belt or like the meaning. Yeah, yeah. The meaning Phrase. behind each belt. And what it, you're gonna be doing for each belt. And each belt is like learn to something. So white belt starts off with learning to lose. So okay. yeah. White belt, learn to lose. Blue belt, learn to win. Yeah, purple belt, learn to strategize. Brown mm-hmm. belt, learn to be humble, and black belt, learn to be a leader. So, man, if you start off with white belt, man, you have to go in there learning to be humble first and foremost, knowing that 
you're going to lose. And, and you should accept that. Yeah. And you should be willing to embrace the failure because you can never push past any limitation unless you go there first. How did you feel? As a white belt? Mm-hmm. Man, I felt like overwhelmed in such a great way. Like, you liked it? I loved so it. So you fell right into that role of being humble and being like, all right, I'm going to get my ass in. I loved it. Absolutely. And then, really? I, you know, because I, right. I started off with James, you know, and it's funny because like. <laughs> he did it to you the other day. <laughs> yeah. hey, man, you, got, you got mad that time. <laughs> well, yeah, hey, he well, mauled you. Well, he mauled me. You said he mauled. I mauled yeah, you. He's like, I just yeah. laid on you. Yeah, but it, I wasn't mad though, but it was like. Yeah. It was like he did maul me, and, yeah. it was, and it was like he turned it up round after round after round. Yeah, and I don't know what it is that I do, but James is easily triggered to right. start mauling me. Yeah, he felt like he turned it on. Well, I, we'll, we'll get into that in a minute. Okay, but yeah, yeah, yeah. But but regardless, okay, regardless. you liked being treated <laughs> that way as a white belt, of course, because I learned the most that way. And you know, and I saw James just mauling everybody as a brown one. I met him when he was like a two stripe brown belt or three stripe brown oh, belt. Geez, yeah, and I and I just remember him deep. just making everybody look like they didn't know what they were doing. Mm-hmm. I'd be like, "What the heck is he doing?" Everybody just is flailing around. Yeah, like everybody, all the belts, everyone. Yeah. Like there's no one I ever saw really handle James like that. And I think I saw him roll with, with um, Cesar Puertas once, and mm-hmm. that's like that's like his arrival. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That was the guy that would fuck him up every night. Mm-hmm. And so. I think I, something about that I just loved. I love I loved the idea of starting from the bottom and coming up. And I just loved the idea of, of learning all these new techniques. Everything I learned, I was so like enthralled with it. Like, whoa, this is so cool. This is, this is so cool. Whoa, there's that. Whoa, there's that. It's like you're sipping on milk, man. It's like being a baby. You know? You're not eating solid foods yet when you're a white belt. You're still drinking milk. And you should really enjoy that time. Because <laughs> sipping on milk. You're sipping on milk, dude. You're <laughs> sipping on milk as a white belt. Don't even try to eat solid food. That's why yet. the belt's white. Yeah. It's, it's milk. <laughs> it's an indicator. Yeah. And it's, you're a yeah, baby. You're just, suck, you're just suckling on jujitsu. You're, you're on the teat. On, on the teat of jits. Yeah. <laughs> on the BJJ teat. <laughs> <laughs> get used to it but Sucklers yeah, for, for however long that is That might be a year or two For some it's many more I think I got smushed a lot as Yeah a, But I was really like I mean You were in a different time though But you were coming up in a different time Like you were in earlier mm-hmm. Like what yeah. Early 2000s 2005 Bro that's a different time period Than when I started That's like It's <laughs> an era <laughs> All fundamentals Everybody was just smash pass Like It was fight 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 I It bet. was competitive it was like yeah there, nobody was saying to me hey man you don't gotta win <laughs> so, nah, bitch, you gotta win yeah i mean <laughs> i think daniel was pretty open-minded and cool and he was under claudio Franza, who's yeah. a small guy so and how claudio big, how, how small was he, was he was like, claudio yeah 135 maybe oh, wow. and he was a world champion and um so he was like bruno malfacini he kinda. was known as the yeah or like um he's like marcelo taller and not skinny marcelo's Marcelo bigger he's like tall and skinny Oh, uh, it was tall. Okay. Yeah, so he was like uh, maybe Hanato Tavares is like si- uh, weight, but he was very uh, tall, like five and, ten, or five right for for his weight, for his weight, yeah, five, Some ten. five nine, five ten. Okay, but he was um, the clock choke guy. Oh, and he was known for the clock choke uh, in Brazil. He, I think, he might have even been the first guy to hit it in competition like regularly or Legend. something. But anyway, he was under um, uh, Francisco Mansour. Okay, and uh, which is one of Elio's friends you know he's yeah. a cop in rio one of those old guys with the red belt that like he has like bullet holes when he takes his gi off he has like bullet holes <laughs> oh because i guess cops <laughs> i'm thinking like in your belt like my belt has no no bullet. no his body oh, has shit. like scars from getting shot with 22s damn the way that it was told to me and i don't know how much truth there is to this but i love this scenario in my head it's funny the, i mean it's whatever it is it is what it is <laughs> it's funny <laughs> he got well shot <laughs> he got shot a lot the reason is he's a cop in rio and there's yeah. a lot of violence in rio there's a lot of uh, crime and um and he was a jujitsu guy learning jujitsu, yeah, with and under 
Elio because they were the same age, roughly. I think he's a little younger. Not much, though. And uh, and so he was right there with him from the beginning, you know. <laughs> was it like the, what, 30s, yeah. 40s? What cop, was it? Being a cop in yeah, the 20s, like, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, but yeah, anyway, he's a kid. So he's a cop when he's like right when he's an adult. So his whole life he's a cop. Mm-hmm. 20 years he's a cop in Rio. And and he knows how to grapple. So imagine you're engaging with criminals. He would, and, but they did. But at that time, people didn't have automatic weapons and forty fives and stuff. They just right. had twenty twos. So he just rushed these guys with pea shooters. They'd shoot them, and then he'd grapple them and subdue them. And yeah, so you leaking. Ru- he was still leaking. Leaking. God. Yeah. So he got shot a lot while he was trying to grapple. <laughs> what that boy was people. leaking. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure he like disarmed a lot of people, but he did get shot sometimes. Yeah. His, his, adre- <laughs> his adrenaline was going. I don't on know 10. how many. His I just knew he has more than one bullet wound. Okay. And and he was, uh, you know, he was a cop and he was a grappler. So odds are he's just Russian dudes that had guns. He's like, all right, well, here we go. Fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> that's balls. That's crazy. But that's a different that's, thing, that's too. Diff- you know, that's a whole other age. Yeah. So that's even more primitive. Yeah. But what you're saying is that when I started, so so when I started, there wasn't um, as much understanding of, you know, go around the power and like, um, you know, all that stuff. I think it was more, plus it was just my mentality. You know, I was just like competitive. Right, right. And so I'm, I, I think I got, I would smash mm-hmm. sometimes, and then I got smashed a lot. Yeah, and um, and people wanted to show me, just like when I got here, mm-hmm. and I was still a very physical grappler. Because then I went from him to Hoyler, and and I, I wish I'd have been under Hoyler. Hoyler, yeah. Um, not that Mario is not good. Mario's good, but there's a language barrier, so I just kind of got the fundamentals and the basics of it. But I never got the detail of what I was doing as much yeah. in my instruction. Yeah. So I just got this like real like, uh, you know, fight to win kind of like. Was it very grippy? Like, did you guys Real grip a lot? Grip, like, like tough, big, like, big grips, like plus tape it was the on your stage. fingers. Yes, and plus yeah. it was the stage I was at too. Combine those two together, and mm-hmm. you got like a monster. I was a monster. Like, I just fought all yeah. when I would go to jujitsu. It was like, man. Sometimes I like was scared to go to jujitsu. I was like, oh, here we go, <laughs> and because uh, I'm gonna pop, maybe get hurt or somebody else is gonna get hurt. Like it was yeah. fighting. Yeah. It was fighting, yeah. and um. And uh, and then when I came here, I had that mentality a little bit, and mm. I tried to pretend I didn't, but I did. And James yeah. felt it, and he smashed me for a long time. <laughs> but you smashed me too, so it's. it's funny. I smashed you too. Yeah. yeah, I did. I brought it. That's what I'm saying. Okay. I did. I <laughs> I smashed you. Yeah, you smashed me. Yeah, and 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 I remember I smashed Jamie. He didn't like it, and but that was my style. Like it was a very yeah. crushy, smashy cross. Cross facing shoulder, cross facing, yeah. and like a pressure, lot of pressure, pressure, yeah. pressure up top, and um, it wasn't that that doesn't have a place in jujitsu. It's just yeah. that's all I was doing. Right. I feel like that really helped me uh, formulate my framing game. Yeah. Because and James like, used that. Yeah. I'm like, I need a frame. Like, like I, I asked so many questions me. with James. I'm like, Yo, Colin's doing this, and that. Mm-hmm. Oh, how do I deal with this? More frames, more frames, more angling your frames. Mm-hmm. More like, you know, that's why I learned that. Yeah. Honestly. Yeah. And yep. the, and actually I've learned now because I got a little older and a little more flowy. Yeah. That's when I started getting smushed a little <laughs> bit more. And, and also like, from James I'm like, I need a frame. Oh, so then I then I started doing privates on where to be. Yeah. And we talked about all that. But that's funny. Just to go back to being a white belt. White belt. So James was my first teacher, you know, I was doing private lessons with him. Uh and I got my, my friend Camille Saint Regis, phenomenal painter, uh amazing like linguistic person uh she ended up moving to california she's a brown belt now as well oh, yeah 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 you, i think you might have trained with you camille, told me right? about camille you, you know i don't know if, i don't know if i did but um but she teaches kids programs over there too um we started with her him doing private lessons and then he ended up moving to savannah so he he left me at an alliance school 
taught by Noel Danforth and his wife Missy. Mm-hmm. Amazing people. And Noel was like a Golden Gloves boxer too. So he, wow. but he was like a skinnier guy and like older. And he had like gray hair in his beard. He might have been like forty something when he was teaching. So like everything he did was all about finesse. But it was like grippy and sporty. A lot of De La Hiva, a lot of Spider mm-hmm. Guard stuff like that. So I came up on that. But I would always call James and be like, yo, this and that. Is this really good? And James would always keep me down to the grounded, fundamental, you know, movement and not doing all the sporty stuff. Mm-hmm. Because I just didn't really, I didn't like the gripping. I didn't like it. I just wanted to do more. Like, James would come and visit every now and then, and I'd see him not use any of that stuff. And it, right, yeah, lasso. He didn't yeah. do lasso and all that stuff. He, he didn't do so any like, of that stuff. Uh-huh. But, but I mean, I loved Noel's teaching, and he really taught me some real good fundamentals and finesse. And, like, and he really instilled in me to have that finesse because he was all about it because he wasn't a big guy. He was a small guy. He was about smaller than I was. Honestly. Yeah, because there's a difference in your body type from James. So his instructions gonna you know have to inform your body type sometimes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I learned a lot at white belt. It was just mostly, and I aspired at white belt to have finesse. I didn't aspire to be like uh, like a crush, crush, crush. But I did see that, and I did want to know how to do that. But you I was, also weren't as built then, and you weren't as strong. Yeah, by any means, I was 20 years old when I started doing. You didn't have the man strength yet, so you yeah. were just gonna. You're not gonna ever win that battle. Yeah, but I was. I was like wiry still. Right. I was very wiry, like squirrely. You could. Oh, right, right. So I could still move really quickly, and I could. St- I still had a lot of fire in me. Mm-hmm. I, I remember what I used to do when people would mount me. I'd just buck like crazy. Oh yeah. They'd be like, "Damn, Jimmy just bucks." <laughs> I'd just be bridging and bumping and trying to get someone off me so hard, intensely. Something to be said for that. Yeah, that was when Movement. I got. That was when I got my first injury at white belt. Actually, the first mm-hmm. injury, the the biggest injury I think I've ever sustained in jujitsu was a was a hip tear kind of thing. It was like a groin issue because <clears> I I would buck and bridge like yeah. crazy. And so I was like out for like weeks. Mm-hmm. I just I couldn't move my hips. I was like, man, I need to stop training like this, man. This is killing me. And so I, I slowed it down and taught me a lot about. And you became humble. Yeah, that's learn to was, be humble. I was learning to lose, which is the what does it learn to lose? It's learn to lose. Okay, learn which to lose. essentially is in very in you know it's being humble as well. But learning to lose, learning to stop fighting it, right? And learn to lose. Now right. you can see what's happening. Yeah. Otherwise, you can't see what's happening. Exactly. Learn to lose goes so deep. It's not even just like be humble, What's but like accept that you're going to lose. Be, go in there knowing you're going to lose because you're not going to come then, in there with the losing mentality. Well, then you won't overreact to the moment when you do lose so you right. can see what's happening. Exactly. And then you exactly. can get to blue belt, exactly. which is learn to win. Learn to win. Learn to win. So how are you going to learn to win unless you can see it happening? You see see it other happen. people win while they're fighting you. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's exactly what it is. Uh-huh. Yeah, I'll say that that's exactly what it is. You got to see it happening. Mm-hmm. You know, and then you have to know the techniques, you know, so you have to drill. You got to put the time in and private lessons, man. I mean, honestly, like I'm I, I'm a big, big advocate of private lessons just because I never uh, I just never had any and mm-hmm. coming up. I never even had it offered really. And yeah. uh, and it wasn't. And even if I did, I didn't really see any value in it because it'd be like, you know, there's such a language barrier with these guys. Yeah. So I would. Uh, so now it's like a big deal, you know, to me to get a private with James. I'm like, man, <clears throat> I want to have. I want to have something because I can't just pick a random thing because that's what I'm doing for the next week. Yeah. We do a private. That's what I'm doing for the next week. You're going to mm. put me in this position that mm. we were just in in this private all week long, and yeah. I'm not going to stop because otherwise I'll forget it. Fair enough. Yep. Same way. 
gotta, I gotta drill it. In fact, I've learned some of the deepest concepts I know today through private lessons. But being like someone's ookie, right? For, like, like Drake, who was training with Justin. I'm Flood. Drake Roth. Yeah, man, man, oh, that guy was God. good. The biggest smile on his face, and he was like the ivory to my ebony. You know what I yeah. mean? Yeah, like, we were the same height, like lanky as hell. Yeah, had almost very similar games. Yep. And I think I really developed a triangle sweeping game with him. And he was ahead of you about. Yeah, he was ahead of me. Which is great. Time, which yeah. was great for you. Yeah, it was great to have someone to, to mess me up. That's so good. I remember I caught. I, I was in the beginning. He wasn't hip to my game. I don't know what it was. Yeah. But I was able to do some stuff with him. And then after like uh, maybe a month or so, I couldn't touch that guy. He just <laughs> m- jacked my world. I yeah. don't know how. I don't know why. What he yeah. figured out with me. But he was like, okay, I'm not doing this anymore. <laughs> he started doing private lessons. Is that probably <laughs> he, he was doing like, private lessons? It was all, yeah. Yeah. He was probably like, hey James, Colin does this because yeah. I was doing these gift wrap things. Certain things like I do, I did. I had like maybe. Two or three things that were really high level. Everything else white belt. And uh, <laughs> it's so, funny how that works. Like some, yeah. a move can be black belt, but then like overall you're still. That's if you have bad instruction because you pick the one thing and then you. I had somebody tell me a, a guy told me uh, this weekend he trains and he trains off and on. And he said, um, "I'm looking. You know, I was told that I need to find a path to victory. Yeah, and you know, just be really good at like one or two things." And I'm like, "I don't think that's the case, man." I kept saying, yeah. "I don't like that idea because I kind of did that and it doesn't work." Yeah, one. We, you don't want to be good at one or two things. I mean, yeah, you for well, because sure. Because what if that's not available? Yeah, for sure. You want to find one move that you really love that you like, and then try to branch off of it. Branch, branch. branch. You can't branch off if you don't have the other stuff. And like, honestly, I'm only doing the one thing to get you to do the other thing, and I'm only doing the other thing to get you to do the one thing because we're going to go back and forth and each move has a conversation between two or three moves and that's how every single thing is successfully set up. No one ever sets up an armbar with nothing in mind but an armbar. That's that's not going to happen. James said it in class uh, the other morning. He was like, as much value and stock that you want to put into the end of something or the submission, the finale, you should put more stock and more interest into the setup. The setup, the man. The setup is where it all comes Cross comes face together. with the rib, drop right. the shoulder in, crush the right. head down. Like, get it all where it needs to be. Yeah. And then the finale just falls. Exactly. You're the, like, yes. The finale should be the easy part. Oh, that's that's the ending. The, yeah, it. it's yeah. literally like just stuff, just like, uh, just, yeah, it's just like glitter, fall, glitter yeah. falling Curtain to the mat. Curtain closes. Yeah. People start leaving the arena. That's the easy yeah, the, the the crowd goes wild. That's e- that's easy. We can do that, okay? But can yeah. you can you do the setup? Can you st- no, no, set no. the stage no. up? Yeah, yeah. Can you sell tickets at the yeah. door? Yeah. Handle the people as they yeah. get them seated. Get them seated. Right, get them right. all set up. Get the lighting and the sound right. That's the setup. Get all the clothing and stuff set up. Oh, get all the yeah. makeup done. Oh, for sure. And then we can do the acting. Did you advertise? Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Come yeah. on. Nobody's gonna cheer if all that stuff right. doesn't happen. If that doesn't happen, there's, there's no show. But we're all just waiting for that big <sighs> yeah yeah moment. Yeah, we want the cheer. That's we want the, the applause. Yeah, we That's want the, the finish. What a great analogy. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Did you even advertise? No, you didn't advertise. Did nothing. you book it? You, didn't, you don't even have an entertainer. It. You didn't even Damn. book it. Damn, we don't have an MC. Nothing. We don't got nothing. 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 Yeah, they just show up and no one's in the arena. Don't even have. A, don't <laughs> even have a stage. Empty theater. Right. <laughs> You're like, why isn't anybody cheering? <laughs> didn't even get a venue couldn't yet. Get the finish. Didn't even get the venue. Yeah. yeah What's wrong show, with you? You're out in the street. <laughs> Hey, I, hey, I can perform. Yeah, grocery store parking lot. <laughs> Nobody's cheering. <laughs> Didn't set it up. So that's blue belt, man, and purple. And purple is is getting the setup down. Learn to strategize. Strategize. Yes. So this is what we're talking about. Setup. Yeah. I've learned so much about setup in the last year, or this this year. Mm-hmm. This year has been huge for me, man. Learning yeah. where to be and all yeah. that stuff. And and uh, you know what taught me? One move turned the lights on for me about oh, setup. Yeah? 
Yeah, it was North South Choke. North South Choke. So the one we just did recently. Um, no, like, actually, like, I did it in a private uh, like four months ago or something. Okay. But it was like uh, the reason it turned the lights on for me is because that's a hard one to finish. Oh, yeah. And then really um, James is like, no, it's not. And uh, he showed me why it isn't. And uh, Stretching the head like a Pez dispenser and finding the right angle. Bro, and, say, say, say the list of things in yeah, the setup. There's yeah, many things to the yeah. setup. And it just looks like you're laying on a guy with your arm around his neck. <laughs> yeah. and it, but there's a bunch of stuff happening that's super tight detail. And if one of those things isn't there, you're not going to finish that choke. Right. But all you need to do is know those things. And right. so you know those things, you pop it in, and then you do the thing. And, yeah. and the finish, the part that turned the light on was cross-facing with my ribs. Because he didn't yeah. say it at first and we were doing it. And it was almost help, helpful that he didn't say it first because I was like, I'm not finishing this right. And then he walks his... He sinks in and then he walks his body over and as he's walking his body over I'm like oh oh I see what you're doing he goes yeah, yeah. I'm cross facing with my ribs so I'm not only driving in with my front deltoid I'm cross facing with my ribs yeah. so that's happening then I started seeing all those little tiny yeah. details in the uh-huh. setup of every other choke and I'm like yes. duh yep yeah Be- because that same cross facing with the ribs thing is from a, a one arm guillotine from mount Darts, that, guillotine, guillotine, the whole thing. The guillotine it. now is for me is all about controlling the guy's head. Mm. I'm just putting his head in the choke. I'm not even thinking about the neck anymore. Like I got that already put. My body's in yeah. the right spot. Yeah. Now I'm just thinking, how do I compress his head? So right. it doesn't even matter now where we are. Yeah. I don't even. There's no. There's no traditional guillotine for me. Yeah. I just get the get it where it's supposed to be, and then I'll I look, and then I'm like, okay, and then I just I problem solve how to smash his head. Right. In. And once I get that done, that's a deal. And that's the, a done deal. And then the cool thing is the next step about it all is, okay, so, well, the reason why I could get the north-south choke in the first place is because his arms were heavy and his neck was totally exposed. Yeah. So I wanted his arms. So I went for his neck, and now he's bringing his arms in to defend because the north-south choke is probably fairly easy to defend. Yes. But the, that's not the point. You know yeah. what I mean? I think people hyperfixate on the, but what if they do? Yeah, they, they're going to do that. Yeah, well, then do the other well, thing. Well, then do the other thing. Yeah. And then go back to the other thing if the other thing doesn't work. And then you're in a constant state of Brown attack. belt. Brown belt, learn to be humble, and this is where I'm at now. It's funny, J- James. James said this to me in Brazil. Well, he said it to Pedro, because Pedro's like, man, yeah, Jimmy Brown belt. Oh man, he's doing really good. This man's awesome. Like he hyped me up real heavy, right? That's and, the opposite. And, and then and then James goes, yeah, but he's he's doing good. He just needs to learn to be humble. And then I saw Pedro post that, and I was like, interesting. And I really, really internalized it all, and I, I came to the conclusion: it's almost like you you have to start. You have to do this thing, rinse, uh, rinse and repeat, white to brown, white to brown, white to brown belt. Before you hit black belt, you should go white, blue, purple, brown, white, blue, purple, brown. Learn to lose again. Learn to win again. Strategize again. And then start over. Learn to lose again. Learn to win again. Strategize. And that's, that's the process of being humble is starting over always every yeah. day be a white belt every single day yeah like in every class you just start off as a white belt then go back to blue belt and then be a purple belt again every class and then now i'm brown belt uh-huh. so i'm trying to like reenact that process every single time i'm in class every time i'm on the mats anytime i'm training with somebody i immediately i slap and bump white belt i'm learning to lose maybe they passed my guard learned to lose okay boom i i swept them learned to win Strategize. okay now but then all of, all of it all around was a strategy yeah. so I'm, I'm utilizing all white to purple belt Techniques as well, and then and then you're me, proud of yourself. You calm down. That makes me a brown belt. You don't have to have anything. Yes. Yeah. And then, then of course, I can whip out my submissions, and that's what makes me a brown belt. I think uh-huh. is being willing to do the process over over again every day. Don't whip anything out while we're rolling. <laughs> so th- then, <laughs> then black belt. Learn to be a leader, and I think this is where Paul's at now. Huge. And and, and I can I'm seeing it in Paul. I'm seeing he's, Paul like he's trying. He's stepping up as like this leader, and he's like, making a conscious decision to do I, it. I can feel it. It's so, I love it. It's beautiful, man. And mm-hmm. he and he embodies it already, you know. But sometimes you need like this influence 
of uh, whatever it is. We're know? learning. We're, we're all learning, learning we're, we're these just, things. We're learning. You them. can see him learning. He's not afraid to learn. He's it. not afraid to learn. He's not afraid to start over from white belt and go back to black belt. I'm seeing it. And I'm like, shit, shit, oh, the clock. Do yeah, it. Yeah. I love it. I'm like, I'm not there yet. I mean, I'm. I'm already like black belt minded. You know what yeah, I mean? I'm yeah. teaching classes. I'm leading wherever I can be, but I'm not quite at that point. You don't want to skip steps because you understand the, the, the validity value. and the value. Yeah. If I was just given a black belt, I wouldn't appreciate it anyways. You know what I mean? I need the next however many years, two, three years before I get my black belt to, to really be in all the fix of what I'm doing right now. And then I can say I'm a black belt. So people come up to me like, oh, dude, you're a black belt, man. You need to get that black belt. I'm like, Bro, shut up. Yeah, you know you, what it takes? <laughs> when you get your black belt, it is going to be such a strong black belt. It's going to be so stupid. <laughs> it's going to be so stupid. Your first black I want to be at your first black belt tournament. I'm going to have my family there. We're going to have an RV. I'm going to have bleachers set up. I'm going to invite friends that don't even know you. <laughs> Oh, you're right. <laughs> gonna televise it. Oh my god! Nice People setup. are gonna be like, "Wait a second, what is this sandbag and black sandbag. belt?" <laughs> I'm just looking forward to the next couple of years because of you take belt. the steps seriously. Yeah, I know That's there's a, there's too much to learn for me to just be like, "Get me get black belt, black belt," so I can say I am. What's that gonna do for me? So say it through one more time. I know you got to get going. We got to get this thing wrapped up because uh, what, what do we got? Yeah, we're at forty minutes, which normally we do a little longer, but we got uh, appointments and jujitsu to do, and yeah, we got yeah, stuff to do. So we're gonna do another one uh, soon this week, All hopefully. Right. And um, say it again. What are the okay? What are the, white, belt? white white belt learn to lose. Blue belt learn to win. Purple belt learn to strategize. Brown belt learn to be humble. And black belt learn to be a leader. <laughs> <laughs> well, alrighty then. I don't know what that was. All right, all right, all right. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening to Post Roll Podcast. Thank y'all. It's been awesome. I'm Jules Nuclear. I'm Colin Molman. Hey. Thank you, buddy. Yeah. That was really, that really, was really good. Let's get yeah. back out. Yeah. Only you guys can see what we're doing. We didn't get to talk about being poor. Oh, man. But it's funny. We were talking about it. Just know that when you're poor, it's, uh, it's, it's cost. expensive as hell. It's expensive as hell. It's so expensive to be broke. <laughs> <laughs> and same thing in jujitsu. It's expensive to be behind. If you're on the bottom, it hurts. Yeah, we're gonna talk about being first next time. We'll oh. do the next one on being first, being first, and also being and first. being broke. Yeah, ah, being first, yes, being that's what we'll do broke. later this week. So listen up to episode 36, which is coming up uh, later this week. This is episode 35. We'll post it up today, and uh, when you listen to it, we'll be training. It's cost effective to be first. Yep, it is it's cost effective. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Look at the people that are first financially, <laughs> and they're in there, and more money makes money. Yeah, the early bird gets the worm. <laughs> more money makes more money. more money. Yeah, invest. Right? You get you, more to invest with. If you have money, you can make money. Yeah. And it's the same thing. If you're on top, if you're, if you're top side control, you can you can make more progression. Yeah, you can rest. I can lay on you while oh. you're while you're tired. Yeah, yeah. I'm I can, chilling. I can economize my energy. That's like making money. That's like making money overnight. Like you're yeah. sleeping. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sleeping on you, and I'm making progression. I'm made it. Sacrificing work hard for Thank you to GJJSAB, Gracie Jiu-Jitsu hey, hey, The best place guys. in the world to train the best martial art in the world Under the best dude in the world Under the best dude in the world With the best people in the world The best place in the world With the best master in the world Damn, John Eden Motivation and hours of fun You guys look out for Roll for Life Part 2 coming out shortly Need for Master Sour Just trying to figure out Where and how he gets his powers where, where does he get his powers, huh? You think, huh? huh? Well, you know. From years of... Uh, man, how many stripes does he have on his belt? What is he, he's like a... Eight? I don't know, maybe eight? eight? Maybe, maybe ten? I don't know. 
It's funny, I went to a House and Gracie seminar like a long time ago, maybe like four or five years ago. And, and I, Helson goes, I'm going to be the first first golden belt. <laughs> Helson said that? Yeah. <laughs> I'll be the first golden belt. <laughs> It'll be gold. I was like, Helson's yeah, okay. okay Helson. Helson's a character. Oh, man. I love how Hickson just barely comments on him. He's like, I don't know how he does it. We don't know how he does it. <laughs> That's what he says. Yeah. That's funny. Because they live a different lifestyle, you know? Yeah, completely. He's living in Hawaii. Oh, I guess now he's back in Brazil, huh, Helson? I don't know where he is. Yeah, I just, I, I thought he maybe, was in Hawaii. I thought maybe he got deported, deported back to Brazil. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thank you so much. And uh, we'll talk to you guys soon. Peace. I know that shit hurt when it's saying.